Welcome to the Hawkeye Psychic Podcast. And you're very welcome back to the Hawkeye Psychic Hurling Podcast with your host, Mark Kennedy. Joined again this week by Rory Walsh, Kieran Collins and James O'Kear. And uh, this week, we'll have a review of the end of the Allianz National Hurling League 1A, 1B. The regular season concluded. We now know our kind of semi-final uh, fixtures. We'll have a look at that along with the relegation fixture between Antrim Offaly. We'll have to mention the UL Freshers. Congratulations, Rory, on the Freshers completely dominating uh, third level uh, this year. And also Artskull Reach. Big shout out to them after winning the All-Ireland uh, Schools final against a very good St. Kieran's team on St. Paddy's Day. How are things, lads? Good, Very good. Good, Mark, yeah. Very good. Maybe we can go in chronological order here, guys. Maybe uh, we can start with uh, Art School Reach, uh, Limerick City School. They've been knocking on the door there for quite a few years. Again, myself, Kieran, being proud of handmen and Limerick men, delighted to see Niall Moore and the guys get over the line. Uh, what were your initial impressions of that cracking match against St. Kieran's? Uh, Kieran, I might start with you first. Yeah, uh, great game. It was there for the taking up to the last 10 minutes before the Arsenal reached goal. I think it's great for Limerick and Public Clare Hurling because of the, you know, a share of uh, both or counties on, on the team. I was marking it the first time since 64 or something the Limerick school has won it. So it's a, a, a huge success. And uh, obviously, the share your sentiment about nine more. You know, nice to see him get on that. Especially after the. Uh, after the Hart Cup final, like you know, I think they deserve it. I think they deserve a, a goal. Absolutely. Yeah, James, any thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, uh, excellent win, and you know, you, like particularly you're run up against like a nemesis, really. I suppose like they've lost three finals uh, to them in you know the last decade. So you know, that's just you know, um, and particularly as well, I suppose after losing the Hearty Cup final. It's not easy uh, to bounce back like that, you know, like to get your mindset right and to recover from an act like that, particularly at that age. Um, so it shows a lot of character in the group. And yeah, they were like, they, they, they kind of set up quite, I suppose, defensively in the first half and, the, you know, they were early on and, you know, kept it kind of tight. But then that's, that's scoring spree, I suppose, where they've got something seven unanswered points there coming up to half time where that ultimate, I know Kieran said pull it back or whatever, but um, that ultimately was the, was the difference. But uh, like, it's, it's, as you said, it's the, it's the, but the mindset really to recover from a knock like that in the Party Cup final because it must have been devastated after that. So, I mean, um, yeah, not too often you quote uh, Chumbawamba in, in relation to hurling now, but uh, it's another phrase I get knocked down, but I get up again <laughs> comes to mind. And uh, yes, yeah, great story for them, great story for Limerick. Like, uh, apologies now for, for getting that song stuck in your head for the rest of the night, but <laughs> there may be copyright issues there, but yeah. we'll keep it on anyway. <laughs> Uh, Rory, uh, what about yourself anyway? I know you were in Lanzarote, but you were kind of watching it frantically on the mobile phone there anyway. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't get it on the TV in, in the establishment I was in, but yeah, the TG Cahar online player on the phone worked the charm. But yeah, no, one thing I, I was hoping for, and, and it worked out very well, was Davy Kennedy. We'd mentioned him beforehand, corner forward. Um, real nippy corner forward from, from, from Six Mile Bridge. And... Uh, uh, we kind of think that you know Crow Park would really suit if they could expose space in front of him, and they did it really well. And he scored one three from play, and just had a super final. I was delighted for him, a smashing young fella. And uh, yeah, look, they, they were. I I seen both teams live playing Tulla, and when you see them both, like, uh, you know, it's hard to judge really in a way. You're trying to compare how they both went down against Tulla, and I I kind of thought you know that the way Kieran's finished the second half against Tulla that that way, you know. Kind of give him a bounce into the final, but uh, if anything, it was you know our school were worthy champions, and uh, yeah, just uh, as he mentioned, it is a huge boost. Um, 
for both Clare as well. That a lot of lads from South Clare playing, um, goalkeepers from Clonlara, um, Nyla Farrell centre forward from Broadford. Um, he was one of the, the main main men in the team. But look, and there there is a good crop at that age coming through in Limerick as well. Keane Scully centre back, um, you know, really marshaled the sixth position really well. Um, Shane O'Brien as well. Uh, you know, a lot of talk about him from Kilmallock wing forward. And uh, look, these boys, uh, what you want with young lads, because there is, you know, inconsistency at their age, it's very hard for them to come out and play, is that they'll hit, you know, a good performance on the big day on final day, and that's what happened for our school. Absolutely. I mean, so Kieran didn't give this away by any stretch. I mean, thought they were well in it. I mean, they started probably the better of the two sides, I thought, lads. thought our school were a bit nervy, a few wides, five points of three at one stage. St. Kieran's thought for Joe Fitzpatrick. You'd highlighted him, Rory, after the All-Ireland semi-final, seeing him himself. Absolutely phenomenal player. I mean, you know, his physicality after that, but he scored two outstanding points in that first half. But I just thought the composure of Arts Gold Reach at the end, just to close it out, when the playing against the Breeze, you always had that inkling that Kieran's were going to come back into it. But I just thought the composure and how they really killed this game off was uh, pretty impressive, uh, to be perfectly fair. And I thought David Kennedy, as you said, uh, Rory had a massive bearing on the game. You know, his pace got exploited to the max. And also Shane O'Brien as well chipped in with some vital points as well, uh, Rory. Yeah, and look, they were the two, kind of the two marquee forwards in a way from the end, Nyla Farrell at centre forward. But the two guys, you know, that were really going to like hopefully score, you know, get the scores from play were Shane O'Brien and David Kennedy. And um, Trevor Kieran's would have known that as well and would have targeted so for our school, you know, to for the game plan to work that these boys got in scoring positions, got to space, worked the ball to their main men for scores. Like, the, you know, it was executed really well. And to do that in finals day in Crow Park against, you know, the whole aura of playing Kieran's in the final. And we'd spoken before how our school had, had met Kieran's five times. But for this bunch of players, like, that's completely irrelevant. Um, they weren't the ones playing. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure that was pointed out to them that this is just a fresh game and and, and history meant nothing. And, and on the day, yeah, they... As Kieran and James said, close it out so well at the end. Um, um, you know, uh, really, really got over the line. Didn't kind of hang back, kind of holding on either. It was uh, powering all the way over to to the final whistle. Absolutely, it was a magnificent occasion there in St Patrick's Day, wasn't it? In Crow Park with the schools finals. I mean, the secondary schools final football final. I think arguably probably one of the best games of the year. I mean, the atmosphere generated in the crowd, even for the opener, was phenomenal. It's a great idea uh, for the secondary schools, I think, uh, to be in the spotlight, uh, given the, the senior club calendar and everything else uh, being switched. But uh, massive congratulations, Harrods Call Reach. Delighted for Niall Moore, backroom staff, and the herders uh, yeah, representing Limerick and Clare uh, clubs, really. They've done their clubs and done their families incredibly proud. So and I think St. Kieran's can go away from the season. I mean, Falling at the last hurdle, but again, you can see progression there. I think you can see that the nucleus of a side again next season, they're never going to be too far away. And I mean, with Joe Fitzpatrick, he looks like a superstar in the making. So uh, we may switch on there, guys. Uh, then on to the weekend's action. Uh, Allianz Hurling League, uh, round five, 1A, 1B. Uh, what kind of stood out for you guys? Uh, Kieran, might start with yourself. I suppose look at I know generally look at the games like there was a, a few dead rubber games, um, which were probably hard. To see, was there anything to take from any, you know, from take anything from them? Um, at this stage, you're probably looking at a bit of shadow boxing. Uh, I suppose broadly looking at them, Kilkenny, Jesus, like, you know, round two we were we were writing them off. You know, saying these lads might even get out of Leinster, 
And now, two games later, we're saying these boys are probably right up there to win Leinster, you know, at best. Um, really impressed with them. Um, the only thing the mice, you know, is the way they're playing a kind of a new style where they're working up to the lines is when the intensity increases and uh, you know the, the the pace increases, you know, will they will it be as fluent as what it was against Waterford? Obviously, Waterford a weakened team, um, but I think you know everything's biding well for Kilkenny. Um, I think they can really have a good a good go at it, and they probably will go balls out and try and win this because look at their first two games of the. Uh, in the round robin, it's you did Westmead and Leash, you know. So I think that's a key point here is that they've yeah. got like even with the even with the two week or you know, there's a, a lot of speculation or not a lot of you know negativity around getting to a final where there's only a two week break to first round of championship and you're looking at four games or in six weeks. So I think that could be a point that Cody will look at. Like I think of the four teams left and all the four teams it would actually do no, none of the four teams any harm to win the league. You know, I think Wexford, from their own view, like they 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 definitely would want to win it. Cork, again, they keep referencing 98 where they won the league and it was a kickstart of what the good things they came from. Like Cody never lay down, like if a league was there, he, it was there for the taking. And uh, obviously the same with Waterford. So it's hard to know what way teams are going to approach it going forward with the only the two-week um gap between the league final and first round of the championship but I think in Kilkenny they have that advantage over the other teams where they, the first two weeks they have uh, I'm not going to say a weaker opposition but you, you'd imagine that they'd have the better of, of Westmeath and Leash It's actually uh, kind of an advantage for the Leinster teams over the Munster teams really is you you kind of uh, you know you've, you, you like it's no disrespect now to those teams but you, you have that kind of advantage where you're not going to get an intense game for the whole way through the round robin like Aaron Munster. Like Munster is really, like, Munster, you, you, you've got no uh, off week there really. So I I wouldn't be sure what, I, I, can, see the, I, I can see the logic on both sides for both Cork and Waterford, but it's, you're running very close to championship and, you know, you don't want to be risking, you know, you don't be risking players getting injured. Like you, you would you would like would Cork Waterford take a take a league title over you know potentially missing a player come championship but they wouldn't so like I, I'm not sure yeah I'm not really sure what the um, what the mentality of Kingston and um, and Cahill will be going into this weekend's game be interesting to see I mean we won't probably get an indication until we see the teams that are named but I, I wouldn't be sure yeah I wouldn't be sure but I do think you're right like I think it can be going all out no doubt about that like yeah yeah I, I agree with James. Uh... And Kieran, and that Kilkenny, like I don't think Brian Cody really knows another way. And that there's a two two games away from winning the title, and Westmead and Leash coming up in round one and two in Leinster, and they're going to be thinking like we can go hell for letter for this and have enough time for recovery. Uh, Wexford as well, I think Wexford will. It'll, it'll be huge to Wexford to win a league, and again, Derry Egan, they've we were kind of waiting for them all league after round one, round two, where we're kind of waiting for this big defeat that was going to happen to them. Hasn't happened yet. They have momentum. Um, just had a sneaky look at the betting there earlier, and Wexford are five to one. I think that's a great price because we don't know what Waterford are going to treat us. They have tip in the first round of Munster. Don't really know what way Waterford are going to approach um, that semi-final. And then you could have a Wexford-Kilkenny final, and like Wexford, this Wexford team have no fear of Kilkenny. So a five to one, I think, is a... 
I think they're the best value out of the, out of the four teams left. And yeah, it, it could be a all Leinster Wexford Kilkenny final. It's what I'm thinking at the moment. But going back to last yeah. weekend, it, it, it did really fizzle out the league in a way, didn't it? Um, like Claire Limerick, I suppose, was a bit of bite to that game in Ennis. Um, but like for, there was no real game at the weekend that had maybe a, a bite like that to it. First round, of course, you'd Wexford Limerick. So I think the league started helter skelter, and then as as think you know as it approached the, the latter stages, and teams thought it weren't going to be involved in the knockout stages. Some teams did take the foot off the gas, and it made for some games at the weekend being a bit disappointing. Um, you, you would like the competition to be building up, building up, building up as it ends. But yeah, I think with with the round robin, Munster and Leinster, you basically have two leagues there, and managers are kind of looking at their squad and saying like that's when we need to be right. Um, so you you got a lot of teams that were kind of taking the foot off the pedal, I thought, coming into the last round of games. But I do I do like, looking at Wexford just for argument's sake, like. I think without any doubt they're in bonus territory. You know, I think at the start of the year, geez, you would have got some price from Paddy Power to say that Wexford would be unbeaten at the end of that league format with the teams that are in it. Um, I think it's. I have to do it without Lee Chin as well. You think when you think about that at the start of yeah, the year. Yeah, Chin is yet to play, but I think if you look at like what Wexford are facing, their first two games are Galway and Dublin at home. And they are the two teams which they are going to be battling out with, I think, for second or third place to come out of Leinster. So, do they take the league title with the hope of you know like you're talking one weekend off before they start into that them two games in a row? So do they take take a chance, go for the league? Uh, you know I don't think I think Egan he's a smart man. I think you know if they were to pick, I I think they'd rather win try and win a Leinster maybe as opposed to win a league. You know so it's really hard to know what even any of the four teams might do. But I I think of all the four teams I think Kilkenny are the ones that. They probably will push on. Um, I suppose the reality of the situation with the league as well is while it's a nice trophy to win and all that, but like if nobody remembers the league winners really at the, come the end of the championship, you know. So, um, I, I, yeah, it's if you were to put me on the on the spot right now in terms of calling who's who do I think will win win the league, I'd say I'd say it might be Kenny to be honest, which I think they'll have to. I think they can they can go for it the most out of the three teams that are left. They have they've effectively got. Again, it's, you know, no disrespect to to Leash and Westmead, but they effectively got a free hit there the first two, first two games where they, you know, they 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 can recover, and I, I think that's huge. Now I don't know, like it's it's very difficult to, you know, to to delve into what the management teams are going to be, you know, how, how they're going to approach things. But it's, it's, I think it's I think you're in a very de- delicate situation, so close in, you know, it's just that's just the nature of it this year. I think it's something that will be looked at uh, going forward. I think is, you know, a lot of people are kind of saying, would it be better off with just a, a straight final, winner of one A, winner of one B, just shoot out the final, or you know, because I don't think it's fair like to, to have only a two week break between both. You know, I think for the likes of Dublin, it I think it actually suits Dublin not <clears throat> going forward to semi final and final because they've heavily relied on twelve or thirteen of the same players for the last four or five weeks. Um, and they're going to be entering into another phase where they're going to be playing five or six weeks. So I think the likes of Dublin, they could do with the month's break. Um, Limerick, the same. I think, look, it's been a very bad league campaign for Limerick. But like you, you've you uh, four weeks, or you had four weeks from last weekend to first game against Cork, you know, close the doors, let no one know what's going on there and just go hell for leather for the four weeks. Um, if you're in a league final, you're looking, you know, the you've very little... Like the two weeks, you, the first, the week before the game, you're you're only going to be kind of cruising into that game. You're not going to be doing any heavy training. Like so, if there's things to be worked on, 
there's no opportunity to work on them. So I think no. you're better off at like like the Dublin, close the doors four weeks and and try and you know recharge and, and get ready for the for the the five or six games that's going to be played. And the, it's, the it's a lot weeks. of attrition as well to put your to put yourself through the, uh, for the players in terms of the in terms of body and recovery as well, isn't it? I mean. Um, Different to the old, the old school format. That 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 round robin is tough. Like, uh, particularly in Munster. Like, um, yeah, it's uh, again not to be keep coming back to it. Like, but I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I can I can like Cork's point of view. It's down, like the game is on in Parky Cleave. So like Cody's going to be coming there help later. You know they're not going to want to lie down for Kilkenny um, in front of their own fans down in Parky Cleave. There is a league finally there and after they haven't won a league in a long time. But again, I just. I, 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 you know, I, it's. I think it's too close. I, I, I'd be worried about it, like if for going all out for the league. To be honest, with you, if I was in in Kingston's position right now. Absolutely. No, I think they're intriguing subplots, um, and I suppose team selection will lead an awful lot on those four teams. But I suppose looking to the likes of the Clares, the Limericks, the Galways. I suppose Rory, coming to you from a Clare perspective. Another decent outing, I thought, against Galway. Got picked by two points. What's your overriding impressions of the league for Clare? I mean, um, good, bad, indifferent? Yeah, it, it was a mixed bag. It started off kind of very worrying with the Cork game. Um, things improved after that. Seems uh, Clare seemed to have settled now on a half-back line, which is very important because the half-back line were, were in big trouble against Cork. Um, with John Conlon moving back there, David McInerney, um, Jack Brown as well inside and Dermot Ryan to come back in might probably slot in there for, for Jack. So look, they're, they're at least then your most important line in the field is steady. So that was something that was kind of worrying for a long time. Um, they've gone through a league campaign with a host of injuries as well. And it's great that as the league picked up, we had Kelly coming back, Duggan coming back. Um, you know, Ian Galvin was on the bench as well the last day. So guys are starting to come back. So they're kind of in a position where they did finish the league stronger than they started it. They have players coming in. They're kind of on, on a forward, bit of forward momentum going into the championship. But again, still, you're, there's still, a, a, you know, kind of a lack of certainty as to where they really are. You know, the, the, I'm, I'm not 100% sure of exactly, you know, where they are. We, we'll know a lot, I suppose, first round of the championship as always. But other years, you, you'd be fairly... You know, you'd be you'd be pretty sure of where your county is and whether they have to up it to win the next game or you know whether you expect them to win it. There's a good bit of unknown about them, but at least the team is far more settled now. The Galway game, look, yeah, another competitive game. They're in it for a long time. Um, Kyle Mannion for Galway, superb, five points from play, and he's just a beautiful striker the ball. And even the way he's almost kind of Tony Kelly-esque, the way he kind of glides around the pitch, his movement and and striking and. Galway, I suppose, Shefflin is seeing this now, trying to get him into pockets of space because he can score from like massive distance, uh, crazy angles. Like he's just as that kind of uh, you know X factor ability. And uh, yeah, he was he was actually you know the difference between the two teams took take Ahmenian out and there you know there wasn't much difference between Clare Galway in it. Like and I'd have felt as well Galway meant a bit more to them to kind of after the defeat to Wexford at home to kind of make sure they won a home game in Pierce Stadium to finish off the league. Whereas for, I think I think Lohan was just kind of happy to get game time for Duggan and a few of the boys. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, just regarding Galway, like, uh, you know, I, I'd be worried for Galway going forward when it comes to the, you know, when it comes to the games in the mental pot, like who is 
there like Manu had a great game the last day but who was there to to pull him out of it like you know like Connor Cooney has been okay he's been he's had a fairly good league but he can be hot and cold as as can Galway like you know so and it's interesting as well that like everyone thought when Shefflin was appointed that okay these this Galway team are going to be going for goals they scored no goal in the league you know I know they won the All Ireland in seventeen with no goal score but this really thought that with with Shefflin there would have been impotence on and 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 you know. Mm-hmm. And coaching for for goals now maybe that, that maybe it's in the holster maybe it'll be come out in championship but just really surprised with it yeah because I think Conor Whelan again you know he scored the two points but still it's his, it's in his involvement when they're going to basically isolate him inside in the full forward line to put in a good quality ball in he did seem to be striking a very frustrated figure at times in Peter Stadium and I heard a comment from Shane McGrath now I was apologies if I'm a bit nasally I was at a stag party in Dingle but the commentary from Shane McGrath indicating that the ground, the pitch conditions weren't great in Pierce Stadium. I'm wondering if this is going to be a massive impediment for Galway come the championship, if the, the pitch is not up to much. I, I think this Galway team are pretty free-flowing, particularly in the middle third. I think there might be an issue here in terms of Pierce Stadium for Galway, um, just in terms of performance levels. They seem to play an awful lot better away from home, particularly in the league this year. I, I'd take back to the Cayley grounds even, Parky Keeve, they did have little moments of flashes, but their home form has been a bit, bit erratic, to be honest. And I think some of the locals I've spoken to after the game, there was a bit of a nervousness, particularly come the end of the game. And again, people are not really knowing where this Galway team are at, guys. Uh, James, any comments there? Yeah, at the, at the, at the start of the league, I probably would have had, uh, I, I kind of would have had nearly Galway as one of the main challengers, but week by week, kind of as a Maybe at Limerick game, all right, but Limerick weren't motoring well. But kind of week by week, as it's gone on, it's there's just more uncertainty about them, all right. And I wouldn't really be sure what to expect from them coming in coming into the championship. To be honest with you, um, like they're they're I think they're they've Kilkenny in 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 Pierce Stadium. I think haven't they? Isn't that their uh, yeah Kilkenny Kilkenny Dublin Westmead yeah. Yeah, like uh, at the moment, like if you were, if you were, like uh, we don't know now, obviously come championship, but at the moment, if you're looking at it, you'd be fancying Kilkenny there. Like uh, three weeks ago, you wouldn't, you, you would have fancied Galway going into that game, but now you'd be saying, looking at Kilkenny, be like, find that up. And if Galway were to lose that, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think they've they've a number of uh, open issues in the team. Although that said, like uh, Glenn and I thought has been. Um, he's been a good find for them, and he's he's gone well for them this year. But I think go back to your point, even that I think you mentioned at the start of the league, um, Kieran was that you you were kind of saying that you'd be concerned about who's going to dig him out with with Canning gone, and that that's probably still a valid that's probably still a valid argument to be honest with you, you know. And I think yeah, Conor Cooney's kind of settled mm. pretty much any kind of doubts here. I think he is going to be the leader of that half forward line from. He scored an average of 12 points overall. Took the freeze. Evan Nyland was kind of a pretty secondary figure. Did score one point late on, but I think... Uh, oh, he did kind of start the league well, but he's, he, yeah, he's, his form has kind of tailed off a little bit um, in latter weeks. Then you don't know as well with with, with, like, with Galway as well. I mean, that was pretty, you know, the, the news on, on Shefflin's brother a few weeks ago. You don't really know how that's impacted the squad as well. They might. I, I don't know. I'm not saying that there's has had any impact on them still like a couple of weeks later. But they, yeah, they, they've been kind of been kind of sluggish, I suppose. If the last last couple of games, like that game at the weekend, there was nothing in it now. Like, but um, 
in terms of in terms of what to pay for. But yeah, it's, I wouldn't be sure in Galway. They're kind of a bit of an unknown for me, an unknown quantity. Yeah, Rory. Yeah, like Conor Cooney, the last few championships has really disappointed me, to be honest. Like, and um, he's a player that I find sometimes for Galway, you see 60 minutes gone, and you're kind of going, is Conor Cooney still playing in the last few championships? Now, maybe taking over freeze gets him into a game, you know, a, a bit more and all that. But yeah, if he's going to be your kind of talisman leader, I don't know. He doesn't doesn't fill me with utmost confidence, like. He's a real yeah. confidence player, isn't he? You know, yeah. if things go Maybe well, he's brilliant. But yeah. Um, another team like Dublin are another team a bit like Galway that we we kind of like if the uh, if the Limerick match, the game down the Gaelic rounds, was a false dawn for Galway, the um, the Dublin game up in Parnell Park there against Kilkenny kind of left us with a load of question mark as to where Dublin are because we all thought they were motoring well. The beat tipped down in Thurles, um, had that kind of a uh, Real arm wrestle with Waterford, where they kind of said, Gee, you know, they can slug it out in a big physical game. And you'd have thought that would be perfect against Kilkenny. But I thought, like, against Kilkenny, they were just blown out of it. So, um, and, you know, whereas Dublin's true form, a bit like Galway, for, there was times during the league where we thought, okay, Galway, Dublin, they're really, you know, progressing, especially after the game gave the grounds. And then it hasn't turned out that way at all. So, yeah, a lot of question marks on a lot of teams. Absolutely. I think even Dublin, I'm not. You talking about semi final, but I think see deep privately in the Dublin camp, I'd say there is disappointment there of not making the last four. I mean, given their Walsh Cup pre season form, the Rasta tests at home to Waterford draw, Ballygunner contingent not there, thought that would be a golden opportunity. And then for Kilkenny to come into Parnell Park and do the job that they did on Dublin, I think there's still scars there. I mean, they did beat Leash uh, 231 to 124. Don't think you can read much into it, but Ray McBride getting sent off. Um, disciplinary matters now to kind of address here for uh, Dublin uh, ahead of that game. I don't know. It just same core players again. Squad depth really not being tested that much from a Dublin perspective. But I think Matty Kenny would have would have definitely pinpointed maybe a last four and maybe go for help for letter. But I think there's a bit of a disappointment there in the nation's capital. I think it was a golden opportunity given the footballers and their struggles in the league early doors. Maybe get the fans on side, but um, they're now kind of kind of in the chasing pack. Maybe opportunity lost. And this Kenny game floored him, really, didn't it? I mean, um, yeah. Going into that game, we were actually kind of eulogising Leinster as saying, "Geez, we couldn't call it the four teams in it." But that really, I like Kenny stopped right rose greatly on that in Dublin. It was a bad defeat for them. It was just a very very bad defeat and. Yeah, I wouldn't be sure. Yeah, they're a, a bit like Galway, right? Uh, I, I probably have the, I probably have Galway, Wexford, and Kilkenny ahead of them at the moment, like the, in terms of qualifying. To be honest, you know. It's actually interesting. The last, the last game of the round robin of Wexford, you have uh, Galway v Dublin and Kilkenny v Wexford. So it could come all come back, come down to the last game there. I think you know, um, maybe Dublin could do the same as what they did to Galway a few years ago. Maybe, yeah. Very likely. Um, yeah. The way it does, the form guide is going at the moment. You know, I mean, I think you take Donald Burke out of this Dublin side. You know, he's free taking has been absolutely first class. Um, yeah, you know? you know, Whiteley's been pretty decent as well. There's been some cameos from Ronan Hayes, but I mean, Burke has been the key man there. So, I mean, it'll be very interesting from, let's say, Matty Kenny's perspective. Again, has he really identified many net new players coming off a bench? Probably not. 
So that'll be an interesting watch. And I think the final round of Leinster will be a fascinating watch. What about um, Tipperary, guys? I mean, again, you can't read anything into a 729 to 117 scoreline against Antrim. I think Bonner is probably as more confused as we are in terms of what his first 15 is going to be against Waterford, uh, Kieran. Yeah, I think Antrim were completely bypassed that game and we're just looking ahead to next week and the relegation playoff. Uh, the defending was very loose. You know, I don't think Tip will ever get an easier game in a, in a, in a, in a league air championship game. Um, I suppose from a positive, you know, John McGrath back in two, three, you know, kind of showing that form he had for the club when he was going uh, for Castlemore. Uh, Mark Yo, two, three, Jason Ford, one, eight. So I suppose there is, you know, if you're looking for positives, there is some there. Um, but I suppose it really was a dead rubber, you know, really hard to read into it. Um, I think Antrim really had the the eye and the and the final, their own final. But I think Antrim, like, of all the teams in, in both groups, like, all teams kind of had good and very bad games. But I think Antrim have been consistent. I think they've been, you know, they've been at the same level all through. And if you look at the results, like, they, they haven't been far off. You know, the, okay, Dublin beat them by four, Kilkenny by three, and they were in it. You know, they could have won it. Waterford, they were beaten by two points. And again, they had a penalty to win it. And, you know, so... The one game they should have won or had every chance to win was the Leash game, and that's the game they fell up on. But I think they've been very consistent, and I think there'll probably be a lot of frustration in Antrim going into that relegation final that they shouldn't be in it. You know what I mean? So I think um, I think all eyes are on that next week, and you know I think when it comes to I think they probably will have enough for Offaly. I'm not. I think on paper they should have, but I'm not sure. I that defeat to Leash was very very poor. Um, Kind of reflected badly on their on their mindset. I I don't know. Yeah, I, I have a feeling Offaly might catch him. To be honest with you, and if, if like that's a, like a very promising season for them in terms of uh, competing and in, in in Division One is is then ruined. You know that's <laughs> that'll set them back massively if they don't if they don't uh, come through on that. But I, I wouldn't be sure. Yeah, I, I think that's a very hard one to call. I just wouldn't yeah, trust. It's a very fifty-fifty call, isn't it? I mean, even Offaly. I mean. They're not really coming into this uh, this uh, relegation final with much confidence after uh, Limerick uh, putting on the afterburners four twenty nine seventeen points. I thought that least least uh, defeat was um, was very very poor. Like they they had the game there for them uh, on a few occasions. You know, they were least were down to fourteen men, and then you know they, they then they did go ahead going into you know into, into injury time. They still lost us. I thought it was I thought it was very poor very poor mentality of the To be honest, yeah. The one thing I would say about Offaly, though, they're not scoring heavy. Like, throughout the league campaign, now, granted, you can argue straight away, look at teams that they've been playing in 1A. They've all been elite teams, whatever, but there hasn't been, maybe apart from Wexford, although it was 2-12 on that day, they haven't really kind of hit the heights of 20 points here. I mean, I think if McManus comes back in, I mean, it's a huge game for both teams, guys, really, isn't it? I mean, to get more quality elite hurling under their belts next season, I mean, it'd be devastating for whoever wins it. Or loses in Navin uh, next weekend for sure. Um, but I mean, awfully Michael Fenley in charge. I know Joe McDonough has been kind of talked about for the whole league. But uh, take the likes of Luke O'Connor out of that side, and scores seem to be very hard to come by. Um, what would you think, Rory, in terms of Offaly's chances here? Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to say with Antrim here. I think uh, Offaly, you know, they they have been apart from the Wexford game and maybe against Clare as well. They're competitive for a while. Like they they've lost every game heavily. Um, 
Antrim have been a lot more competitive in games. And I know, okay, we, we if they've learned anything from the leash one, I'm, I'm sure there's been plenty of work done with sports psychology since. And you're, I just think that if it comes down to uh, another chance for them to stay up, that they'll take it the second time round. Um, like I think Offaly would have preferred to have been whichever team were in the group, let's say with Leash or Leash and Antrim together, or one team is going to be exposed, and unfortunately that was Offaly. And you just kind of wonder, like, from their own mindset going into to, to Joe McDonough, you know, has it really helped them playing at this level when you're that far off it, or has it hindered them in a way when you're coming in, let's say, against you know the likes of uh, we saw Down and Kerry actually, and a plug to John Ling of O'Brien's and Lanzarote called into. O'Brien's bar and there was down and Kerry hurling on um, so, so <laughs> took a break from the sun there to watch that for a while and uh, look very good game hurling as well and uh, down impressed me I didn't think um, you know I, I saw a bit of their game against Westmeath and TG Carr highlights the week beforehand and it looked to get lovely scores in that but they were good hurlers all over the pitch it was a good game but again like you're talking down going up next year to Division 1A and you know or Division 1A Division 1B whichever one they'll be in and like if they're that team that are exposed against, you know, five major counties, like it's, there is that golf, isn't there? Um, there, you there is, but you have, like, how do you manage it otherwise? You, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're a developing team, you need to be exposed. Like you can't, um, you can't be mm-hmm. protecting, you know, a team that's developing um, from the, like they have to get exposed to that top tier hurling as well. So the, yeah, I, I can see the pros and cons of it, but like, what's like, I don't know, what's your like your alternative could be right if you go back to your reducing it back to the A team format again. But then, like, you're going to have you're going to have a yo yo team that's going to be probably too mm. good, too good for the you know the the tier below, and yeah, they're going to struggle in the in the upper tier. I think you have to. I think it like it's you know that that stint that Westmead did up there has probably served them well. You know, Carlo as well to an extent. Like, and if you go back down to an A tier or A league. Again, like with the wrong Robin, you run the risk then of just of kind of too many repetitive fixtures. You know, it, it gets a bit too kind of same, same then. So I think the way the league is structured at the moment, I I, I, I think it's the best we've got, you know. Yeah. I don't know if we're controversial about this. I know the Camogie do this an awful lot. You know, you have A and B teams, particularly in the counties that are pretty elite. You know, like an intermediate team like Galway, Cork, you know, I don't know if you put in a second team there. I mean, it'd probably create an awful lot of ire here among GA aficionados probably listening to this, but to get down into those leagues, you know, you're, you're playing against pretty much good prospects in those upper counties just even to prepare themselves. I don't know. It, it's a tough one, though, isn't it? I mean, it, the, the it, reward has to be there for people to get promoted and challenge themselves but yeah. you don't want them getting smacked by 30 points either can you oh there's pros and cons on both sides but it's trying to get that balance I suppose and that's the that's the difficult question all right the million dollar question but uh, yeah but the, like going back to your point there on down that, that's a great story like you know they've they've been progressing steadily and you know there was the talk there was that Donald Cusick was it that said that they should go with a an Ulster team and then um, you know when you see likes down progressing you know that's um um Debunks that, you know, that because you do have, um, you, like, you do have, you know, Derry as well are coming along a bit. So you do have hurling up in, up in Ulster. So it's good to see those teams. And Division Two, actually, that, that that's actually been an excellent division. You know, it's been very, you know, very it's competitive. Been, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's ruined many as a personal accumulator, I'd say, trying to just pick results there because every yeah. week it's even gets turned over. <laughs> that you don't that every week, like, yeah. Um, but going back to John Logue's thing, it would be interesting to see a selection of Antrim's best 
Schlott Neil and Derry's best and uh, down. The problem is, of course, the training, the whole, uh, you know, logistics of getting them to train and everything. But it would be even, uh, I suppose, if they came together, like, I don't know, like the Pacific Islanders kind of a thing. And just, you know, just to see, like, almost like an all-star team for Ulster and let them take on, uh, you know, Dublin or however Wexford and just see a bit and see like you know how it will go and it might be something you know that it promotes teams up there and like the lads from down and Derry to try and make this Ulster team to I don't know what kind of a format you put in the GA probably don't want any more fixtures but again it would be I'd love to see it actually yeah not for us possibility I would say you know you could definitely have the likes of uh, Donegal Sligo Fermanagh Accumulation there, you could obviously Armagh, Rome. They're all good pockets of hurling there in various counties. There, I mean, probably the black sheep there, unfortunately, is probably carried down in Munster at the moment. You know, with the competitiveness, but hopefully over time they may kind of get into the Munster big bands. But then you kind of looking Longford, you know, Cavan, these teams as well. It'd be nice to see these regional yeah. players get their limelight to literally playing a Lee McCarthy or looking to kind of play for the championship at least anyway, you know, I mean, Nicky Rackards, Joe McDonough's Christy rings is all well and good. It's all well and good, but you know, it'd be nice to give these guys that are absolute quality players, particularly in Sligo Derry, um, a bit of a chance to be shown in the national airways, really. And yeah. enough, as with Kerry, Kerry have entered the Munster minor championship and the Munster under 20 championship this year. So, uh, you know, it, it's a good sign for them in a way that they're kind of, setting their stall out and saying if we are going to improve we need to start at underage playing the top counties underage rather than trying to do it at senior level where a lad is 25 or 6 and, and then kind of maybe getting up to 1A for a year it's a bit late then so I think they're, they're doing the right approach now I just hope they are competitive in both championships I think their 20s will be last year they put out like basically an under 19s team in the 20 championship they're kind of eggs in the basket for this year and um, they have a decent crop this year and like they could be competitive i think they have Tipperary at home down there like that would be a huge shock but um like i, I can see them kind of like that they're i don't know what their minor team are like we'll find out in a couple of weeks because we're in the group with them but um they're a 20 team anyway from what i've seen last year they're going to be competitive and it, look it's a good step in the right direction to kind of put you put your underage teams in the monster championship and see let them learn at that level rather than you know at senior level when you know, when, when uh, like it's hard, hard for guys to kind of learn, oh, what, what, uh, what level they're at when they're 25, 26, 27, and you're getting beat 20, 25 points by Limerick or Cork in a league game, you know? You want to bring on as many uh, counties as, as you can, really, for the game as well, because, you know, the more the merrier. Like, you're looking, even, looking at the league there in the football, like, it's so competitive. It's, you know, it's been a, the, league, the league's been a success there in football, and it's, we're, we're, we just have so many. We don't have enough counties at the top table in hurling, so the more we can kind of develop and encourage, you know, the, the better for the game. The game will be for it. No, absolutely. No, I think. I want to make one point, Mark, on that. Um, like without a doubt, the GA aren't doing enough for these counties, but I think there's a lot of onus on the counties themselves. You know, I think if you look look at Leash, you know, Eddie Redden put in charge. We saw a huge improvement. You know, beating Dublin, and then. The whole saga with the the podcast with Woolly and he kind of a few you know home truths were told and the, the county board weren't back in you know and obviously they went back to the tried and trusted cheddar and you know things have kind of gone back to normal there like Offaly have done it they, they, okay Michael Dignan huge work there but like uh, Shane Lowry coming in as well they recognise right things aren't wrong start from start you know we put the 
put the structures in at underage and they're, they're starting to see it. You know, they've come from Christy Ring. Okay, they're playing at the higher level. They're probably not, not at that yet. Well, the Counts have a good minor team this year, you know, and, and it will come. So I think there's no point teams giving out about GA and not doing enough for them. I think they need to probably look at their own in-house and, and, and see, you know, are they doing everything themselves to, to bridge the gap to, go to the top teams? No, big time. Some great points there as well, uh, guys. So good discussion there. Uh, I suppose we can wrap it up here, guys. I suppose... Can we get a few quick predictions off you? I think you might have kind of hinted there, uh, maybe James, on your kind of thoughts. But uh, maybe Cork v Kilkenny, Wexford v Watford. Maybe Kieran will start with yourself. Uh, who do you think there? Um, I suppose this all be, is all going to be based on team selection. But I suppose you know, uh, I think Kilkenny uh, in the Kilkenny Cork game. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to say Wexford. Yeah. Very good, uh, Rory. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to have a sneaky bet in Wexford to win the league. Um, so, yeah, I'll go Wexford there against Waterford. Again, like, if, if Liam Cahill put, puts Waterford out all guns blazing, if it was a championship game, knockout match, Waterford-Wexford now, I'd be, you know, I'd be tipping Waterford, but that's not what it is. Um, I think there'd be a bit of, you know, leash kind of in third-fourth gear. Or sorry, leash. <laughs> um, Waterford in third-fourth gear, I think. Um so yeah, I'm gonna tip Wexford there, and Cork Kenny is the hard one to tip. Like you just don't know, like our Cork in Parky Quaid going to go all guns blazing for this league or not? I fancy Kenny will be doing that anyway. So yeah, just like Kieran said, I'm gonna go with a, an all Leinster league final. Yeah, James, yourself? Yeah, it's it's just the closeness of the Munster Championship, uh, is, is, and it really is the. Our Cork and I, I, I think it's the two, it's on the only series on the two monster teams. What are they going to? How are they going to approach things? I think, and on that basis, I, I would favour the two Leinster teams in both games. But if both, like if I was, if you were to have these two championship games, I think I'd be favouring the two monster teams. And I'd love to see Cork, Cork and Kenny both go at it hammer and tongs because I think that'd be a great test to see where Kenny are with uh, how would they deal with Corks, you know. Um, Cork's speed of movement and how Cork are playing this year, but yeah, I have a feeling that I have a feeling that we they won't be going at full tilt neither Waterford or Cork. So I would tip the two Leinster teams. Or I think it's going to be all Leinster final. But don't forget, Wexford have Galway at home first day out in the championship. Like so, you know, it's no different to what Cork are going to face against Limerick, you know, or Waterford against Tip. Did, so did. I, I think yeah, both like I think the only ones the favourable advantage are Kilkenny based on their first two games but like they, they do Kieran but they do, but they but they, I suppose the nature of the Leinster you do have two kind of handy-ish games you know uh whereas in Munster you're not you're weak like it's it really is a war of attrition for the, the whole campaign in Munster and I I, I, I just think the, I, I think the Munster teams I, I just yeah it'd be, it'd be, we'll know when the teams are named I suppose how, how their what their Portland Cork team should be out tomorrow night but um or maybe even tonight I'm not sure but um uh, we'll know when you see the teams, but um, I don't think they'll be going full tilt. Yeah. Just yeah. one thing, actually, Mark. I know before you jump in there, uh, I actually heard it there during the week. Uh, Roy O'Connor he scored one twelve. The last Wexford player to score one twelve in one game was the great Nicky Rackers. So I heard that all right during the week. Yeah, that's with the how good he's going for him. I think at the minute. Well, it's a super stat, Kieran. To be fair. God, like, lads, he's probably one of the leading hurls of the year so far, isn't he? I mean, being lights out, clear, like, I mean, superb. Yeah. yeah, he's very hard to mark as well because he's drifting everywhere, you know? He's, uh, he's like, they're, 
Fair play to Egan. Like Egan has, you know, if they've got a style that you're playing at the moment, or they're getting the, they're making the, making the most of it for him. Like, and he's just on fire. Like, yeah, and it's the variety of his scores as well. You know, it's not like um, he's not like a, a one-trick pony. He's um, he's just been incredible. Yeah, all league, all league. Such a potent full forward line now with Conor McDonald there. So, like, if you're inter-county full back line now, who are you going to focus in on? Are you focusing on Rory or are you focusing on Connor? Like. The forward line in general has gone very well this league. So you'd actually say, you know, Lee Chin coming back in, does he does he just slot straight back in there? Uh, you know, the centre forward in the, into the half forward line? I, I'm not sure. Or, or it's like <laughs> Centre forward. I see, you see him centre forward, yeah. Do you think he will? Hmm. Do you think that will, you know, they're already going very well at the moment. Do you think that will disrupt him in any way? Or I think just business as usual? No, he's I think just your, He just has to slot in, I think, yeah. No, I said uh, I think Oshin Foley has been absolutely brilliant, and you know what he's done is he's created, um, you know, he's created some a, a bit of a bench, you know, in a short in a short few games that that wouldn't have been there coming into this year. You'd have to you have to merge the, the job that he's done because you know like just face into the league there on the back of what of Davy leaving, we'll say, and you know things were a bit of a downer after last year, and then they took an awful hammering. Off Dublin in the in in the World Cup, and you, things were looking quite bleak at going into the league. You were thinking we're Wexford, and uh, they've been the, I mean, yeah, they've been the form team in the league. So they're like, yeah, the landscape has changed totally uh, in the space of that month or so. They're going on for the league, you know. They're, they're yeah, yeah. At the moment, we take he's not going to hand anyone a certain jersey for free here. I mean. I think for Lee Chin, it's going to be a very important few weeks to really knuckle down and train. And these AVB games are going to be quite pivotal for Lee Chin now. Um, so, yeah, I think Darry Egan, his policy has been fairly cool out. Like, if if the guy's impressing at the moment, he keeps the jersey. So, I think Oshin has done incredibly well. So, that'll be a fascinating watch. I think for Chin myself... Kind of um, Chin is the kind of character, too, I'd say, that, that would only spur him on, that would only drive him on, you know. So, um, yeah, it'd be, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how... how That'd be interesting, actually, if 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 it does end up being Kenny and Westwood in, in the league final, yeah, that'd be that'd be quite an interesting game. I just, the work rate, the work the work rate he brings, the athleticism he brings. I think either way, he just has to be in there. Yeah, and just being a target as well in the puckouts when your team is in trouble to have leech yeah. into end, yeah. like. Yeah, exactly. But it's a great problem for Darren to have, like you know, guys. It's, are, it's a super problem now because you're 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 um, it's every manager's. Um, Dream really to you know to have a, an issue like that because your your forward line's going so well as it is so yeah more power absolutely. to them absolutely maybe we get to the Antrim Offaly game guys uh, it seems to be kind of a bit of a fifty fifty call uh, Rory might start with yourself first yeah like, uh, probably this is going to be the game of the weekend looking at it this is a game where we can guarantee both teams are going you know hammer and tongs at it and, and they have to uh, look I, I just think I just think Antrim are a bit ahead of where Offaly are. Um, Offaly are coming underage. They have a serious minor team this year. They've been um, going around the challenge match circuit, dishing out beatings to, you know, to a lot of teams who had All Ireland prospects. So that's an interesting one to look at later in the year if it comes through for the championship. Managed by uh, Limerick's Leo O'Connor as well. He's doing a great job up there. But um, in terms of senior level, I think they're just that bit off it. Um, they have improved. Like they've gone up. Chris, like Chris Ring, or, yeah, Chris Ring last year to Joe McDonough this year. Um, are they willing to make the next step up again so soon? I'm not so sure. I think I'm going to beat them. Kieran? 
Yeah, I think echo that. You're talking a, a team playing Christy Ring. Antrim will have that bit more experience, you know, playing last year uh, and this year. And I think there'll be a bit of hurt there over the leash game. You know, I think the, I, I think what we saw last weekend was just the team minding themselves and, and just getting through the 70 minutes with, with the eye on this weekend. And I think Antrim all day. Yeah, James? I'd like to see Antrim winning. Uh, I think they've been the better of the two teams uh, throughout the league. But I... I, I, I have a funny feeling they might be caught. I just, I thought just the manner that, you know, you're saying this, you know, that they, they'll be hurting after that leash game and they, you know, that's, they'll have learned from it. But I, I, I have a funny feeling they might get caught again. Um, and I'm going to go against the grain here and um, slightly fancy athlete. Yeah. I think for myself in this one, I think it all comes down to Antrim and their team selection. I'm very curious to see where Keelan Malloy uh, gets played. Usually he's in the wing-back position. Now against Tipperary, he played in the central midfield role, scored five points, so at least probably has a bit of a question mark in terms of team selection there. He's going to bring in McManus, obviously. I think that's going to be a one too close to call. I think the, the result here determines hurling development in these two counties for the next few years, so I'd hedge a bet, hesitant bet to Antrim, but I think there are some gremlins there in terms of closing out games. I think that leash game, particularly in Port Leash, no more park, is one where the composure really was lacking from Antrim. But I think consistency-wise, I think Antrim probably are the team, but I would not be all surprised if Offaly did uh, make a few goals against Antrim, maybe win by two or three points. But I'll go with Antrim. I, I think it, it needs it, particularly up north anyway. Uh, good hurling pockets up there, so uh, which is but all we, good. We, we probably said the same thing uh, coming into that Leash and Antrim game. and that I think we all probably, you know, said, you know, the form was there with, um, with Antrim. They, you know, they, they had a much better league campaign. Then they were much more competitive in it. And I, I, I yeah, I, I just, I just think it, it, that that's going to stick in their psyche. Yeah, they, they, I, I, I question their bottle coming in to come to come down the stretch. And um, yeah, I, I think they might be caught. Yeah. Yeah, I think if we're going to see raw emotion this weekend in any of these games, I think this Antrim Offaly game, particularly in Navan, is going to have all of it. Uh, to be perfectly fair, best luck to both teams and. Looks a horrible situation for either side to go down. Um, but uh, let's see how it goes. Last but not least, you well freshers. Congratulations, Rory. Uh, you know, the, the pressure was on you yeah, a bit uh, there this week. Delivered a double yeah. and uh, was duly delivered. Uh, congrats anyway. What were your thoughts? Yeah, it was actually um, Ronan Keane, sports officer inside, points out it was the first time you uh, well did the double-double as in the pressure one league and championship, pressure two league and championship. I don't know if other colleges have done that before. It'd be interesting to trawl back through the records. But look, uh, I suppose when you go in at the start of the year with fresh twos, you know you're going to have a good standard of hurler, but like you might have a sprinkling of one or two county 20s. And last night, our first three subs brought on were Lou Cavanaugh, who's a Wexford under 20, started on the Wexford 20s last year. Joe Conroy, Wexford under 20, started on the Wexford 20s last year. And Shane Ryan, who's currently on the Offaly senior panel. Uh, awfully under 20, like from Kulderi midfielder. And um, like when you have those as your subs, it just shows the kind of strength of the squad we had this year. And now saying that, uh, MTU Cork like came out all guns blazing and um, they were up six points to four. And I'd say the five points they've got from play were like parlors from the sideline from all angles. And I was kind of going, God, what are we facing here? But like our lads kind of settled a bit. And once we got ahead in fairness, it just kept plowing on. and. Played really good hurling the second half. It was the best we played this year. And, uh, yeah, it was just great, actually, to kind of work with players at that level. Uh, you know, at that age, just um, like, uh, 
there isn't much coaching you can do with them. Like they, they have, it's just kind of building, trying to get a bit of team spirit and yeah. And uh, Dave Classy, the manager, um, Keen Hederman as well in, involved with us. Uh, Keen Sheridan from Meath was our S&C. Dave Foley doing stats like uh, all the lads involved. Like we're just kind of, I suppose, privileged to work with just a great bunch, bunch of players and um, yeah, great crack as well. And yeah, just funny, one of the players like just to show on the way home, um, he was a free taker, John McMahon from Kilkenny, um, from uh, Lachlan Gales. I don't know what he's scored in the end, one nine, one ten. But like sitting on the bus on the way home, and suddenly text message called in to Kilkenny under twenty. So <laughs> that was any any plans he had in celebrating last night because uh, <laughs> was put to bed unfortunately for him. But best of luck with him anyway, with, and best of luck to all of them uh, with their under twenty campaigns, which are getting going very soon. Something else to look forward to for us, and they'll all be midweek games. So. Especially the Munster games are all going to be midweek games, so it'll keep us going through April into May as well. Oh, absolutely. God knows, it's been a marvellous year for University of Limerick. Just, I, I cast my mind back to 97 when I was a, an old raw junior or the junior hurler going into the fresher two team. Wouldn't get an arse's roar of it right now, given the names you've been calling out there, uh, Rory. But uh, no, massive congratulations. And geez, the future is very bright for University of Limerick. Yeah, so this year they won senior intermediate, um, and then freshman one league and championship, freshman two league and championship. So yeah, uh, I don't think that's obviously it's never happened. You well before I don't know if any other college, and then the ladies as well won the O'Connor Cup in the football. Exactly. DJ Collins, a uh, uh, good pal of mine, DJ, who's uh, yeah, he he's the Brian Cody of the O'Connor Cup. He's just keeps churning out teams that win it. Like so, well done to him as well, and and to the girls. Well, I, I'm only waiting for the. The digs about JP's money is by more success for Limerick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Sporting University, huh? The other matter. But uh, no, it's fantastic anyway. Congratulations, Rory and everyone. So it's with University of Limerick. Uh, lads, it's been a lengthy one, but uh, I think it's been a good one anyway. Uh, thanks very much, lads, for all your time. Uh, Rory Walsh, uh, Kieran Collins, James O'Care. So I suppose we'll come back next week, lads, uh, review the playoffs. Let's see if uh, teams went all in or held a little bit in reserve particularly in the semi-finals and we'll probably look at the Antrim Offaly game as well and also Division 2 as well just with the promotion and relegation issues as well but uh, until then thanks very much guys Thank you for listening to this podcast episode if you liked what you heard in this podcast why not subscribe to the Hawkeye Psychic podcast on either Amazon Spotify YouTube or Twitter platforms you can also follow me at Hawkeye Psychic on Facebook and Twitter for the latest sporting opinions, articles and reports.